Welcome back to the Nomi podcast. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of the Nomi podcast, where we have actionable conversations around finding direction in life and connecting deeply with ourselves and others. I'm Madeline, a CTI coach. And I'm Cynthia, a licensed mental health counselor. Today, we're joined by special guest and consciousness leadership coach, Barbara Mutetzi. This was a wildly enriching conversation, and we couldn't wait to get this out to you all. So true. Not only because of the wonderful guests we had, but also because of our topic for this week, which is living beyond the roles we play in life. In our modern, fast-paced world, it can be easy to lose sight of our core essence, to be swept away by roles, labels, and superficial appearances. Today, we aim to dive deeper into the significance of connecting with our authentic selves and how it shapes our interactions with others. It's all about peeling back the layers of who we think we are to reveal the real us beneath, and how doing so can help us establish genuine, meaningful relationships, not just with others, but also with ourselves. We touch on topics of diversity, vulnerability, and why it's so hard to connect to one another beneath the weight of all the roles we play and the expectations of others and ourselves. It's going to be a rich conversation, delving into the very essence of what makes us human and how embracing our differences can lead to a more inclusive and compassionate community. So dear listeners, buckle up as we navigate the intricacies of authenticity, connection, and owning our greatness in today's episode. Let's dive in. So we have a very special guest with us today. Barbara, say hello to everybody. Hello, everyone. Lovely to hear you and see you here. We are so excited and I am thrilled to be able to talk about the topic we have in store today. Recently, I posted on the Know Me Instagram a beautiful picture of my mom's dog, Bingley. He was looking out at this body of water that he loves and and I wrote this whole thing about how he was pondering how to take all the things about him that he loves when he's on vacation back home with him so that he could be the bing bong that he needs to be in his everyday life. This is just such a huge theme because around this time of year, I watched so many people who went from a place of really a lack of connection to self, a lack of connection to others, into these bubbles where they're with their friends and their family, and it's super intense, and then they land back into their job. And so I thought we could talk about disconnect connection and how to find it outside of these dream spaces that are just vacation time. I love that. I love that story. What's the dog's name again? Bingley. Love it. I love that. I really do. Animals are so connected to themselves and nature. And I feel like it's because they're always present, right? We can always learn a lot from that. So thank you so much for sharing that story that helped me come back into myself right in this moment, right? Because it's very easy to worry about the future or be anxious and stressed about the past that removes us from being just here. And the present is something that we always have and it will always be there. So Thank you. That was amazing. I mean, Bingley was very nice and he took my husband and I on vacation with him. So um, we're very appreciative of that. But it's true. It's I remember the week coming up to the vacation, my husband and I having a conversation about, oh, when we get on vacation, then we'll allow ourselves to relax and then we'll allow ourselves to check in as far as what our stress level is. And then we'll allow ourselves to have some joyful times and some meaningful times and connection times. And that is great. We did all those things on vacation. 
But what about the other 51 weeks of the year? No wonder we feel really depleted. We feel lack of luster. We feel that we're not looking forward to the future. We are worried about it. We are anxious about it. We are bummed about it. Mm -hmm. What if we woke up every day with that we were on a quote unquote, call it a vacation if you want to call it a vacation, but we really looked for those things that bring us joy, bring us peace, bring us back into connection with ourselves in a really meaningful, joyful way. I feel like with the disconnection that's been happening in the world, and what I mean by that is sometimes we put so much emphasis on our social roles, whether it's father or mother or employee or employer or coach or whatever it is that we call ourselves, that we forget that there's so much more underneath that. We have pasted these titles and roles on ourselves, and also we've borrowed from what other people call us, that we have taken that as if it's a coat on top of our human beingness and forgotten that there's something much deeper within us. And so we have disconnected, whether consciously or without even realizing it, from who we really are. And you can think about it in this term when we go to a meeting for example, and someone asks you, you know, who are you? The first things I do is I say, my name is Barbara and I'm this and I'm this and I do this. I explain myself through my roles and my titles and whether I do that automatically or because I'm trying to not be connected because I feel like I'll be hurt by another person or because I have to put on this persona so I can be accepted. Whatever it is, it's a reaction to try and fit into a box that other people have created and also that I've created for myself for whatever reasons, right? One of the things I'm learning to do, I'm not always on on point with it, is when I am introducing myself is to find a way of connecting with the other person. And that is by sharing something that is true to who I know myself to be right now. Because the other thing is, as human beings, we are dynamic. We change every single second, which is amazing. Mm. And so we don't have to be the same thing all the time or until forever. Mm. We get to change. Our cells are changing every single day. And so we can get to choose to say, okay, let me start from who am I really? And you can start by writing down all the titles, all the roles that we have. And then after that, then say, okay, underneath that, who am I? I've always had this question about, surely, but there must be something more to life. Like, I can't be waking up every single day and going to a job just to get paid so I can survive. And then I wait, like Cynthia, you were uh, sharing about, I have to wait until vacation to feel like, okay, I'm okay now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I can now relax and do all of these things. Mm -hmm. But how do we find our purpose along the journey to really connect to who we are? And then from that, we then connect with the things that allow us to bring out the essence of who we are. Because when we bring that out, the world becomes so much better because we are joyful and we're happy and we are doing the things that mirror who we are from the inside out. And that's amazing. And I want to actually pull back to one of the very first things you said. You brought up this metaphor of these social roles we play are, are like jackets that we wear. And I just had this visual of you put on the undercoat and that one's like daughter or child and then you put on another coat and then that's like maybe sister I'm imagining this for myself sister and then you put on another coat and there's wife now and then employee and then you keep and then we're walking around like these like marshmallow men with Mm. our arms out and what it does is it keeps us so safe from danger to be under all these roles 
but it keeps us from getting close to anyone around us because we're all buried as marshmallow men. It's like watching those like suma suits that are blown up and trying to watch yeah. two people hug. Like you right. just you can't have any intimacy when you're buried beneath all of these layers of jackets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I yeah. just, I loved that metaphor because I was just like, yes, nobody can get near each other. And we wonder why we feel so disconnected, right? right? And out of touch and not being able to see the beauty in the core. I remember teaching a cultural competency seminar to an organization here in the state called Head Start, which is preschools for underserved populations. And so I was talking to parents and teachers, and one of the visualizations I used was an iceberg, the need for us to look beyond the tip of the iceberg. So if the tip of the iceberg of a human being is their language, maybe the food they eat, because you can see that, it's all the external stuff, right? The clothing they're wearing. But what about their communication style? What about their beliefs? What about their attitudes? What about their values? What about their perceptions? That's all underneath, like you're talking about, of those coats. Mm -hmm. And yes, that's what we're born with. We don't have the skill when we're itty bitty babies to vocalize it. We don't have the language around that, but we have that core identity. The positive psychologists will say that we're all born with this core self that is filled with wonderful things and we never lose it. It doesn't go away. We got to access it though. We got to get past all those coats. So how do we do that? It's not always an easy journey to remove Mm. those quotes because it feels like we are letting go of our identity because Mm. it's what we've known and it's what the Mm. world knows. So it does feel unsafe to remove those quotes. One of the things that has helped me is to sit down with myself and start journaling and say, okay, this is who I call myself. Does it feel right for me? Why do I call myself that? That's a process of me opening the coat bit by bit, just slowly to unpack that. What does that mean for me to be a daughter? What does it mean to be a coach? Does it feel okay? What does that mean for me to be a black person? What does it mean for me to be female? Does that sit well with me? What does that mean for me? And it can be anything random. It doesn't have to be deep. What does it mean for me to have braids in my hair? Why do I have braids in my hair? So it's really unpacking in a safe way by yourself in your journal, all of those things. And you might not have the answer straight away and that's okay. But you're bringing out your thoughts on paper and that's a safe way of allowing yourself to just open up so you can see what's underneath that iceberg, right? So you can see all the glorious things that are under there. And there are also non-glorious things under there as well. And I know that the term vulnerable or vulnerability, especially in leadership, in the beginning has not been taken to be something of strength, right? Thankfully, the world is changing. And the way we can define vulnerability in a positive way, it's we just want to be humans. We want to be seen as the people that we are. So when you see me as a human being and I bring my skill set to the table and we have a common goal as a business, as a family, as a community, as a nation, we're able to come together using our gloriously different skill sets and personas to create this beautiful thing, whatever it is. And Mm -hmm. the more diverse 
that we are by leaning into who we are individually, the easier it is for us to actually create beautiful things, right? And that's where the terms diversity and inclusion and equity comes in. It's just about, I want to see you. I want to know who you are and how we can fit together. And if we don't fit together, that's also okay. We can be clunky and that's fine. As long as we see each other, because when I feel seen by you, I can see you. I think a lot of struggles will start falling away because we are not trying to be these quotes because we are not these quotes. They will fall away at some stage. Mm. And half the time they fall away when we are not ready. And so it feels painful. Taking the time for ourselves is important because you are at the center of your own world. Every single thing that's happening outside, you are experiencing it from who you are. So the question for me that I would ask is, am I experiencing my world from who I truly am inside, or am I experiencing myself from the coats that I've put on? It's a really, it's beautiful reflection. You mentioned the word safe quite a bit. And one of the things that comes up a lot when we talk about going internal and being able to have these conversations with ourselves and others is being in safe spaces. And it's interesting because I totally agree with you with journaling, but I'd say even before that, we need to practice the observer's mindset, the mindset where we can accept self, because even as we're journaling, we can be creating non safe spaces for ourselves. Oh my God, I can't believe I wrote that. Oh my God, what, what does that say about me that I think that? I, I can't believe that I have these thoughts. And we, we can spiral so quickly when we're alone in our own minds as well. And so I think it's so important just throughout the day even to, as thoughts come up, remain unattached, practice un the observer's mindset and just be unattached because that is how we create safe spaces to be able to be with and witness our feelings and our thoughts and our emotions without placing judgment or without overanalyzing meaning. And the phrase that comes up for ourselves and for others is one of my mom's favorites, which is seek to understand before being understood. And I think this can apply so much to ourselves, which is before you dive in with the overanalyzing of what you've written down or what just passed through your two ears or what's going on in your noggin, just seek to understand. Stay curious even for 30 seconds longer before you dive down on the throat of the other person or yourself and really practice living in that space yeah. before reaction. And that is the safe space, that space before reaction. Yes. Staying in conversation. First of all, I think we need to start the conversations earlier. I love this idea of just checking in with yourself on a routine basis and asking those really questions of, does this feel good? When I tell myself that this is my identity or this is who I am or this is who I want to be, do I feel good about that story I'm telling myself? Do I feel good sharing the story with someone else of, hey, guess what, Barbara? I'm a really kind and fun-loving, energetic person. Wow, I feel really good telling her that. Nine times out of 10, when we're having a conversation with someone who might be focused on the doing or the labeling, hi, I'm Cynthia, I'm a mental health counselor kind of a thing, we can start the conversation answering it differently. Hey, Cynthia, what do you do? And I could say, I do fun. I do humor. I do caring. I, I would love to answer that and just look at the responses I get back because maybe a few people in the group would answer back in a similar way when I say, so tell me about Barbara. I love that. One of the questions that I also ask is what brings you joy? 
And that always gets people to pause. In the beginning, I used to also then feel uncomfortable because I'm like, oh no, I haven't, I've asked them this question and now I've made them uncomfortable. But it wasn't them who were uncomfortable, which was I was uncomfortable mm. because I was asking a question that I wasn't used to asking. But it allows people to introspect. So it's also a privilege and honor to be able to be that kind of safe space for people to feel that it's okay to answer those questions. And I love what Madden was talking about in terms of safe space in your own mind and having that curiosity. And one of the questions I ask sometimes, especially when I ask myself or write down things that don't feel safe, I stop and say, whoa, where did that come from? That's not me. I don't want that. Thank you very much. Where, you're like, where did you come from? So I have mm. this conversation with myself to say, huh, no. And then, oh, but I like that thought. That's good. I'm going to write it in bold. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so keeping that curiosity and playfulness around that, because the other thing is our thoughts our words and words are what we've been taught. As babies, we come in with no language and we are taught in whichever culture or society we grow up in how to speak and what those words mean. Mm -hmm. And those over time become thoughts. So sometimes the thoughts we have are not our own, but again, yeah, like a jacket, yes. we've taken them to be our own. And that's heavy. All these titles, all these thoughts are heavy. And so having that beginner's mindset of just observing and being curious about them and like any guest that comes into a house, right? You welcome them in, you serve them tea. You want to get to know them a bit better. At the end of the day, they leave, they go on their way. And you might not invite them back. <laughs> exactly, exactly. So curiosity is yeah. really important. Yeah. And also branching off on the safe spaces within our own minds is also safe spaces physically around us. And safe spaces is we get to choose the people we want to spend most of our time with. Because whatever they say, will we absorb. They become our thoughts. They become who we are because our thoughts guide the way that we'll behave. We can, as adults, be able to say, okay, who do I want to spend most of my time with and why? Does it feel safe for me to be with that person? Because when we are focused on, oh, I need to feel safe on the outside, that's when it makes it difficult to come inside. We actually forget who we are because it is human nature that we need to survive to be okay. And so you can start cultivating the outside world as you're also cultivating the inside world. And if you can't leave now, especially if it's, it's a place that does not feel safe or you are not your best version or your most authentic version, and you do have to put on these masks, these quotes, then you can maybe put an exit strategy if you can't move straight away to say, okay, I would like to move away from this place in the next year. And also write down or think about or contemplate what a safe space feels like for you so that you're not moving from one unsafe space into mm. another one. Because again, it's human nature. It's what we're used to. So we get attracted to either relationships that are unsafe because that's all we know or spaces that aren't safe or leaders who are unsafe or bosses or whatever it is, because that's how we are wired. Even though we know it's not good for us, if we are not actively contemplating on what does make us feel safe or whatever it is in our lives, what makes me become my most authentic self, it is very easy for our mind and our brain to put us back in those kind of spaces. Fear and anxiety will always get to the party first. So as you're saying, it sometimes is really difficult because if fear and anxiety have their way, they're not going to let you see opportunity, right? They're going to say either all the coats come off or none of the coats come off. <laughs> and then we add a few more. So it is sometimes okay to have that perspective shift that I'm not going to lose all the coats because that's too scary. But maybe I could just 
lose one of the coats. I still got nine to go and I'm just going to really fine tune my rhythm a little bit and see how it feels with one less coat. And then when I feel well enough or confident enough with this internal dialogue of this is safe, feeling okay, I'm going to maybe remove the next layer. I love that imagery. It reminds me of leaving a cold country, going through an airport and arriving in a warm country. As you're walking through the airport, oh, it's warm here. Remove one coat. Okay, I'm feeling snugly. You walk outside. Oh my goodness, it's very hot. Let me slowly remove one layer at a time. Mm -hmm. You check the temperature, what feels mm -hmm. right for you, and you walk the path that you need to walk. And there are always going to be humans around you who can support you. So it's also listing down the humans around me who I feel safe with. Who are they? And one of the things I love to talk about is biomimicry. And I'll explain what that is. It's using nature as an example. So when we talk about connection and relationships, we are all connected. If you think about trees and vegetation, when you go underneath the surface, underneath the soil, all the roots are intertwined, right? Mm -hmm. They're feeding from each other and giving out to each other. So as human beings at spiritual level, we are all connected. We are all the same. We reflect each other through each other, right? Above the surface, we are gloriously different, which is amazing. And unfortunately, what's been happening is we've been focusing and goes back to the iceberg on the top and not so much of we are all interconnected and there are other people, other spaces where we can feel safe, people who we don't even know who are feeding our roots and who we are also feeding. So the more authentic and real we are, the more we can give back to that vegetation, that connection that's underneath. And then also hold on to who we are above the surface. I felt quite disconnected in my late teens, early 20s, to the point where I, I planned my own suicide because the world outside just seemed like it wasn't mirroring who I was. Mm -hmm. And I did not also have the words to explain who I was. I knew who I was inside, but I didn't know how to explain that to other people. And then each time I would go to sleep, I would have nightmares. So either sleeping or awake, life was not comfortable. <laughs> and it was just, it felt like a stray jacket, right? It felt like all those coats. I had to, I had all these coats on me and I was trying to be so many things to so many people at the same time. And these coats were heavy and it was a lot of things. My biological parents died when I was young, so I had to be an adult very quickly. When I was, wasn't was ready, I was angry about that. I had to look after my younger brother, and he was seven, and he was young. He didn't know what was happening in the world. I was only a teenager, and that was hard. I wanted to go to get my degree, but I couldn't. But I saw all my peers going to get their undergrad and everything, and things seemed okay for them, but not for me. But I had to have this code of, I have to be an adult. I have to look up after this child. I have to look after myself. I'm growing to become an adult, but I'm still a child in my head. I'm still angry for my parents for leaving me. That's how I felt as a child when they died. I felt like they chose to leave me without my permission and that was not okay. And then they left me with this, all these things that I had to do. And then the world outside was seeing me as an adult, but I had not had that instruction of how do you step into the world as an adult? And these coats that I had to wear were too heavy. And the thing that brought me out of that was I became curious. Other people seem so happy outside. Why? What is going on in their lives that I don't have? And so I started to unpack that. And when I did finally raise enough money for myself to take myself to university, the first thing I studied was psychology because I wanted to understand what was going on in my mind. Like it didn't feel safe. Like, why do I have these thoughts? 
where are they coming from? Then I did anthropology, which is people and culture. Why are some of the things that we do in society, in our cultures, so hurtful? They might have worked in the past, but they're not working now. What are the things that do work well so I can move mm. forward in life with that? Then I studied neuroscience-based coaching, which is how do we harness our mind and our brains for higher performance? It's all of that inquiry, but the answers can just come from just having a conversation like the conversation we are having right now. Yeah. First off, thank you so much for sharing your story. And also in acknowledging that it's exhausting to live in a world that you think is brutal. This is when we talk about be beliefs and perspectives, there's usually the sentence, I am, other people are, the world yeah. is, and then we complete the sentence. And our brains are lazy. We talk about this. We even talked about it in the last episode. Our brains are going to confirm what we tell them. So if you tell mm -hmm. your brain that the world is brutal and that it doesn't match who you are inside and there's no place for you in that world, you're going to find ways to confirm it. If you tell the world, I'm curious and there's a lot out there to explore, you're going to find threads to pull. And I say this all the time, especially when I talk to other coaches who are more transactional and they'll say like, oh, do you work with people who believe in the universe? And I'm like, oh, yes. I do. <laughs> and it really doesn't matter. If someone believes in the universe, someone believes in God, if someone just believes in hard facts, it's all the same. <laughs> Whether you believe the universe is giving you opportunities because you're manifesting it or that your brain is recognizing opportunities because you're focused on it, the ends are all the same, right? So whatever works for you, and I can't rem remember who said it to me, but it was one of the coaches in my training program. She said, I love the phrase being at choice because it's like a physical destination. It's like a beautiful fork in the road. And from what you were describing, you were at choice. You were like, I can either go down this path of curiosity or I can continue down this other road. I'm just going to try this other one out for a second. The other one's always there. I can walk back, trace my steps back, get back to that fork and continue down. The world is brutal and there's no place for me. But I'm just going to take a quarter of a mile down this other one and see where it leads. Uh, and, and that is just so beautiful. Oh, absolutely. The choice of perspective. Clients will come into my office all the time with all sorts of labels and all sorts of opinions and beliefs and stories that support their viewpoint. And, you know, and I, and my question always is, well, what if, right? I, and I hold a wastebasket or a basket and I say, what if just for this hour that you're with me, you put all the preconceived notions, whatever they might be, good, bad, or ugly, in this basket? And let's just start at the very fundamental raw part where it is a choice. You can choose anything. I, your story can be anything you want it to be. That makes me feel safe. So that's mm -hmm. an ex wonderful example of we can go out and find safe spaces and safe humans like Cynthia and other mm -hmm. coaches who can support us on this journey because it can be heavy. And when you can let go and put stuff in a basket and really unpack who you are inside, it makes it so much easier. And then you can choose to put those things, take them out of the basket and put them on again or to leave them there and Cynthia can throw the trash away. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Or keep it till you come back the next time and just see how yeah. maybe in a week you feel if you remembered that you left it. Yes. So it's a very individual journey, but it, it does start with that choice to say, what would I like? And it, it does take time to listen into that inner voice. And you can call that inner voice whatever 
feels right for you. So it could be intuition, it could be gut instinct, it could be the Dharma inside you, your God, whatever it is, your higher power. At the end of the day, like Madeline said, it's the same thing. We are all interconnected. Remember those roots. We are all mm -hmm. interconnected. We do call things differently depending on the society or the culture that we've grown into. And it is very easy to look at the world as if it's there to attack you. Definitely for me, it was very easy to go down that rabbit hole. And I stayed there for a very long time, but it became too uncomfortable for me. And I became curious. And when you walk the journey of trying to figure out your life purpose, it's follow the things that you're curious about. Write them down and make time to go explore them because there's something there for you. Write down all the things that bring you joy and do the things that bring you joy more often than not. I call those like little breadcrumbs along your life. Like your soul, your spirit, whatever you want to call it, is leaving these little hints and breadcrumbs towards your life purpose. And because the external world is very loud and it's in our face, literally, the inner voice, the volume is very low. So the more you follow those curious breadcrumbs, the joyful breadcrumbs, the more you're actually increasing that inner voice, you're literally removing the masks and the coats and you're tuning in more inside. And that's a beautiful journey to take. Not always easy because sometimes the coats we wear become so ingrained in who we are that removing them might be hard. But sometimes when you do remove them, there's such a relief and it's an amazing experience. I just love being around myself so much because there's always so much to unpack. And then when I'm not feeling too great, I have humans around me who I can reach out and say, I just need you to be on the other end of the phone. Don't say anything. I just need to know that you're there. <laughs> yeah. And when I'm feeling strong, I then also reach out to other people around me who I know need my support because we are all interconnected. We all need support. And it's an amazing thing when we come together toward the creation of life and we become the humans that we really are underneath. And I don't know who said this, actually. I think it was Anthony Robbins. He talks about relationship. We are on the ship. We are relating together. We can't throw another person overboard because we need them for something. And as long as we know where we are all going, we are walking mm -hmm. each other home, whatever that home is, after mm -hmm. we leave this physical bodies, right? And so on the ship, how do we take care of each other? How do we take care of the ship, this vessel that we are using to move toward life? And how do we navigate sometimes the calm waters and sometimes the choppy waters? And the more we tap into who we are authentically, the more we can actually produce and contribute and bring up this joyful journey as we go along. And if it's the seas are turbulent, we're able to hold on to each other, knowing that we are there for ourselves and also for the other. If this was a movement, I think the hashtag would be this. It would be, let me take your coat. And not so that we can, mm -hmm. you know, we're not talking about taking responsibility for someone else's role. It's more to yourself and to others. If you looked at yourself in the mirror and you just said, please let me take your coat just for a moment. Let me just take mm -hmm. your coat. Like you're at a nice restaurant where someone just takes it away and it's safe. It's in the back room. No one else can get in your pockets. It's mm -hmm. fine. And you're going to be able to put it back on whenever you call mm -hmm. that coat back over. But there's mm -hmm. another person there who's just inviting you to just take it off mm -hmm. for a moment. So mm -hmm. we can wake up in the morning and the first thing in the morning, I even say to myself in the mirror sometimes, I'm like, hello, gorgeous. It's great to see you. Let me take your coat. No, so we can do this for ourselves <laughs> mm -hmm. and we can do this for others. And I think this is what holding space for someone is. It's a moment where you just say, 
let me take your coat. I can hold it for a moment and it's yours. I'm not telling you it's mine. I, your name's still sewn in on the label, but I'm just going to hold on to it for a moment if that would be helpful to you so that you can move more easily, so that you can breathe more easily, so that you can feel that relief. And then I'll give it back to you and you can decide how you want to carry it next. Yes. I love that. Yes. yes. But I think this is a beautifully soft place to land. And I know you've probably listened to our other episodes. So you know what we end with, which is a beautiful quote from Cynthia. So what do you have to share with us, Mom? So this is from the Dalai Lama. In our quest for happiness and the avoidance of suffering, we are all fundamentally the same and therefore equal. Despite the characteristics that differentiates us, race, language, religion, gender, wealth, and many others, we are all equal in terms of our basic humanity. That's beautiful. Yeah. So Barbara, would you like to tell our listeners before we sign off, if they'd like to work with you, how they can get in touch? Yes. So I'm mostly on LinkedIn and Instagram under my full name, which is Barbara Mutetzi. Yeah. There are links on there that you can reach me on and I'm always available, always available. My life purpose is to help others harness and control the power they have within themselves to live and lead a life of and on purpose. And the journey is being there and being present to help you remove those quotes Understand why those quotes are there as well is important and just walk you on the journey on back to yourself. <laughs> I just imagine, you know, those like bra burning parties. I imagine there's like coat burning parties where we're all like dancing around being like, yes, take off the coats. <laughs> One of these days, hey. But thank you so much for joining us. It really has been a true gift to have this conversation with you. It, honestly, this is what brings me joy. These types of conversations are what bring me joy. And I think I can speak for my mom as well. So Absolutely. we are grateful for you on behalf of our listeners as well. Thank you for your time and your wisdom. And to all of our listeners, thank you for enjoying another beautiful conversation. And until next time, be well. That brings us to the end of this episode. We hope our conversation provides some insight and practical ways to navigate and understand you. If you have found our show to be helpful, please pass it along. Madeline and I are hoping you will join us in creating a ripple effect of mental health and well-being. As always, thanks for listening to the Nomi Podcast. This is Cynthia and Madeline asking you to be good to you.